Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. It has been a minute since we've seen you guys. Welcome. Hello, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You're the one who was off globe trotting this weekend. It all was an international tour, yes. You were all around the world. Yes, I had the first official three shows of, oh my, I almost said the DJT. No, N-Log. N-Log. And I'm wearing my Not Like Other Girls sweatshirt because, spoiler alert, she's not like other girls. Thank you, Jackie. Took the words right out of my mouth. All available at shopmorningtoast.com. We've got koozies, beanies, sweatshirts. We're selling merch at shows. Limited merch. Only two or three styles. We've got about six or seven on shopmorningtoast.com. So you know what? I want to show everyone my favorite piece of sure. merch. Hold on. Oh my God, you're getting up for it too? I am. You guys, I didn't even ask her to do this. No, because that's how cute it is. Okay, I agree. I designed this one with a very specific like inspo in mind. It's a t-shirt. These are what ones are being sold at the show, but there's more like, sizes and stuff. If I were going to the Unlock tour and I wanted to buy merch to wear to the show, it would be this t-shirt like with thigh-high boots. Oh, that's cute. So it's giving Selena, it's giving early 2000s like Jonas Brothers. I wanted to do like a vintage concert t-shirt and that's exactly what I did. The dates are on the back. I didn't know you performed at the Queen Elizabeth Theater this weekend. Yes, I How did. How prestigious. No, it's my second time there and it's a fabulous theater. Just I didn't really, know. really gorgeous. I didn't know that they were honoring Queen Elizabeth in such a way. Yes, I was in the Commonwealth this weekend, right? Canada. Queen. Queen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. Yeah, it was great. I mean... Minneapolis, Detroit, Toronto. Do you know how relieved I am to just have this first leg behind me? Just, I have these shows under my belt and now I have like this confidence because I've been dreaming of sitting here today. Like I've been envious of the girl who's sitting here. And she's not like other girls. And she's not like other girls. And she has this experience behind her. And it was better than I could have imagined. Well, yeah, just to toot your horn, because I think it's it comes it's different when it's someone else. But like the fanfare I was seeing online, the chatter online, everyone had the greatest time. I heard from like friends, friends of friends, and then also the toasters that like people were just immensely enjoying themselves, like laughing at the jokes, like as they fell asleep at night, like which is oh, when, that's so funny, which, that's so nice, which is like when you know something that's exactly truly what you want, funny, and so I think. It was a smash success. Yeah, I feel really good. You know, it was, it's a lot of work, like, going out, and especially, like, I fly in the morning of a show, and then I fly out the next morning, so I get no sleep. I had to go through the border. It was, like, really kind of torture travel, and you know me, I have such a low threshold for anything even remotely, like, inconvenient. But I found myself, like, not being bothered so much by the torture, which is so unlike me, you know? I think it's because you haven't been, you haven't had the privilege of traveling and being tortured in so long no that's not it I really sat and thought about it on the way home as I like cried on the airplane I'm like why 
Was this weekend different from all the other weekends? And I think I've had so much anxiety about this tour and like a lot of self-doubt. Like mm -hmm. what I accomplished on the DJT for me was like a far off fantasy and it will never happen again. And I really thought that like, it was imposter syndrome. Like I really thought I wasn't gonna be able you to do it. You thought you were a one hit wonder? I really did. Like I told all my good stories at the DJT and I've nothing else has happened to me. And when I was, Doing the shows, I really, I felt very strong and confident in myself, in my material, and I really felt like, for the first time, it's gonna be so lame, but like, I just really felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be. Like, doing what I was supposed to do, being who I was supposed to be, and like, killing it on all fronts. And it just felt like, how can one be miserable when you're in that headspace? Claudia? You know? That's beautiful. Thank you, to quote the DJT. I look forward to seeing the Enlog tour so that, I have, so that I have new material to, to, quote. to quote you with. Yeah, no, I I mean, I keep sending you videos, but I really want you to experience it the first and time. And it sounds like what you gave Minneapolis, Detroit, and Toronto was everything and different from the prep shows. Yes, the show constantly involves, I'm really a great improver, but you can't go on stage in front of a it's thousand people. It's not a plan. People. It's not a yeah, plan. Yeah, you can't just go up and like, I'm going to improv. I wish I could, because I think my improv is sometimes better than my written jokes. And some of the best moments in shows are just totally off the cuff. Mm -hmm. But you can't plan for that, you yeah. know? So you've got to have like good bones of a show. But yeah, it's easy to ad lib in Toronto, you know? Like, because the people are just weird and different. Like you're, you're literally in a different country, which I always fucking forget. <laughs> no. Like, you know, it's they crazy. don't know the song Education Connection. Really? In Toronto. Even though it played on the end? They didn't, like, it's different channels. It's a different country. I just associate it with Degrassi. I would assume that they know better than all of us. Yeah, but they didn't watch Degrassi on the end. They watched it on, like, their channel. Right. So it was just, like, different cultural things. But it was great. I'm very grateful to everyone who came out. I'm very excited for the next six months. And I'm also very excited to have, like, a little bit of a break. Well, we're excited for you. We are glad that you're back. We have a strong two weeks ahead of us. And then, you guys, it it is the season. Our last show of the year will be December 17th. And so I, I always feel like these two weeks of the year are some of our, like, best like this was like Dachshund week mm. this was Robert Flats like yeah. this rascal this is always a great time of year yeah and and so I'm just really excited to get like for the rest what the rest of the year holds yeah I think like we're everyone has that mentality towards the end of the year where they're just like fuck it like no, nothing that happens really this week like matters and so we're just throwing caution to the wind yeah, so we have so much to discuss today. Wait, but you also had an exciting weekend I think you should share. I did. I had a very busy weekend for a not busy girly. Um, so on Saturday, I actually shot a little something fun that you may or may not see. Depending at some on point, how you feel. Depending on how it comes out. But uh, no, I took a little maternity, maternity. pics. And I think they're going to, I think they were like. I, went, I think they're going to turn out beautiful. Yeah, I went somewhere that was like totally, you know, they, it's maternity Soup house to nuts like they have it all covered and they made me feel so comfortable and like they have all of the different looks and everything so I really didn't have to you know muster anything up on my own so we'll see it'll be a few weeks before I like get the pictures back but you that was any, did you do any nudies you'll have to wait and see <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> I hope you like them because I really want you to be able to share them yeah so TBD but that was like a fun experience and you know everybody told me that I should do it and I think a lot of you know especially when you're pregnant for the first mm -hmm. time a lot of women do it so um I would recommend it it was a pleasant experience except like it's very laborious on your body when you're you know already breaking down uh -huh. so when I got home I was Dead. broken <laughs> broken it was crazy <laughs> 
And then yesterday I had my closet organizers come oh, over twice as organized. Um, Zoe and Michaela, they're two sisters, and they did such an amazing job. And it's so just, jealous. It's given me a new joie de vivre. For the apartment. And like I wore a different shirt today than I've been wearing for the last month because I saw a different no, shirt. I feel that 100%. See a shirt, wear a shirt. No, that's the philosophy, but the hard part is the seeing. Right, but they take care of that. So thank you, girly girls. It was really enjoyable. So it was a very productive weekend. I read a lot this weekend. I finished the book I was reading, which was The Hearts of Millsable Furies by John Boyne, which was so good. Like, it was a masterpiece. It was extremely in-depth and involved and long AF, but worth every second and just a wonderful prose. You know what? I have to thank you for something. Ooh, me? I do. Who, for me? Ah! Okay. So this was my first time, like, being on, like, a long leg of tour that I – have had a Kindle and like was really into reading. I don't think I read one morsel of anything. I used to just like scroll my phone on the long flights and the long like hours in the dressing room. But I read two books this weekend and the time like I got to my Detroit dressing room like six hours early and I just it zoomed by. It was really such a joy. Thank you for giving me your Kindle, not even making me pay for it. Like you just handed it over. And thank you for opening my eyes to the world of literature because I read two amazing books. I read the Something Blue, Something Borrowed series because I had watched Something Borrowed. I'm like, this movie is so good. And then everyone's like, the book is better. So I was like, do I need to really read the first book in the series if I've seen the movie 6,000 times? And you know what? I did, but you do not have to. But the book was really good. But it's verbatim, the movie. It's actually crazy. That's like, great. Like conversations like to a T. Mm. And then I read Something Blue, the sequel, and I finished it yesterday. And it was the cutest book I'd ever read in my life. And I don't know why they never made the sequel. That's frustrating. Because everyone's like, Something Blue is better. And you know what? Book-wise, it was better. Oh my God, I'm feeling tempted it to read so it. It was so cute. And you know what? I liked that I'd seen the movie before because uh, Darcy was in it. Rachel wasn't really in it. Ethan was in it. And I was like, John Krasinski. Like, yeah. uh, Marcus was in it. So I like knew the characters, what they looked like. And it was fun to visualize. Yeah. So I really, it's like so late, but they have to make a movie. I think they might have missed the boat. Me too. But that's frustrating. I wonder why they didn't. Maybe the first one didn't. Do. No, the first one is a cult no, classic. But, but like maybe it didn't perform. I think it. I think it really performed well. It's like so many. It's one of my like top ten favorite movies. It is really good. And even though I despise Jennifer Goodwin, she couldn't even ruin it. Is it Jennifer Goodwin or is it Jennifer Goodwin? No, it's Jennifer. No, I don't know that it is. It's not. I think it's someone who looks a lot like her. No, Jackie, I'm telling you, it's 100% Jennifer Goodwin. Hold on, let me just. Something I'm telling you, I know it is. Cast. I just need to make sure. Oh, yeah. Damn. It's Jennifer Goodwin, yeah. Damn. So even she couldn't ruin the movie for me. And <laughs> it was just so good, and I love that movie, and it was such a joy to read the books. It really was. Oh, and I'm trying to read. Okay, so you made me really cognizant of my reading challenge, which, like, I wish I didn't. So I'm trying to get to 30. I'm at 25. I think I can do it. You will do it. Plus, with vacation time, like, all we do is read. So yeah. So that will be good. And then I also started yesterday The Rose Code, which is a historical fiction oh, book. Yeah. That's I got like a Goodreads email update about you. <laughs> Um, and everybody has been telling me to read it. And it's also like nominated for like historical fiction of the year. It's like the book. And it is it is really good. And there's like a little Prince Philip in there. But I don't know how close, like if it is based in reality whatsoever. Like did he ever date Asla? I don't know. I don't want to Google it because I don't want to spoil her. Yeah. Um, but just like Philip, R.I.P. Oh, right, right, right. Too soon. Yeah, it was like the girl that he was dating before he like. The ballerina? Before he, no, before he got wifed up. Got it, got it, got it. Ballerina was during. The girl he was dating during World War II. Got it. Wow, that's so crazy that Prince Philip was alive and he was alive during World War II. Yeah. That is so crazy. Um, so we have a great show. We've got the Fast Five and we there was do. a lot to discuss. We also have a TV recap. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was on last night. 
I watched a little bit of Coming Out Colton, and I got to talk about it. You do. And now, at which point should I share my Annie Live thoughts? Oh, my God. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like right now, because it sounds like I'm going to give a recap, I just need to give major commendations to everyone in the cast and the crew, because it was as good as it could possibly have been for, like, a live show, NBC Live, and, like, considering some of what we've seen which Mm -hmm. has been tragedy like I do have some notes but overall but even with my notes I would say it was a 10 out of 10 like it was fantastic I thought everybody like carried their weight everybody did a really good job no one was cringe I mean major shout out to the campers the orphans gave us everything they left it all on the soundstage Mm. it was incredible to watch them like they they did not stop I was so, those were the best scenes, like Hard Knock Life, Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile, like the campers were knocking it out of the park. So I obviously had a show the night of that, Minneapolis, thank you everyone who didn't stay at home to watch Annie Live and came to see. And then I was like, you know what, I'll watch it on the plane or whatever. And then I was like, you know what, Annie Live is like a, a, a cinematic event. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just rush it on an iPad. Like I need to be at home, I need to have my vibes cultivated, I should make it chilly. Yeah. So I decided to Annie wait. Annie loves chilly. I decided to wait. Okay, well... One thing you're not going to like about it was that it was far too long. Ooh. It was three hours. They but I'll were, watch it without commercials. It'll be like 2.30. There were so many songs and scenes that they were clearly just doing like to drag it out, sell more commercials. Wendy's was doing spots like in the retro 1932 oh, cool. vibe, which was cool. It was like... Annie's in 1932? Yeah. A classic. Yeah, no, it's like Depression era hmm. and, you know, FDR hmm. and Annie inspired the New Deal good to know um it's like sap is so cute i love her she did she's so cute um so it was far too long they incorporated like songs from the different movies because like they did nyc which is from the first movie but like they didn't do let's go to the movies which is from the second movie oh. because they don't both move so they picked and choose from each movie which but let's was, go to the movies is a good one i know but you know what nyc is really iconic and like i don't know if anybody else feels this way but the woman who sang three bucks two bags one me she had like one verse star who do you think performed the best like harry Nicole uh, okay Scherzinger. this is gonna be so i thought everybody did an amazing job and maybe because of like my expectations for certain people i felt most blown away by nicole scherzinger i heard that she was grace like i heard that to a t she's such a perform they all were such performers so i don't i'm not taking away from anyone else but like the singing the dancing they gave her one of um in one of the movies grace has her own song that zach like can't stop singing around the house really like <laughs> It's not even like a real song. It's just like her like dancing around saying, we got Annie. That's <laughs> funny. You like, like in the kitchen. out of the kitchen. We got Annie. <laughs> um, which it's not a big enough song for her, but they clearly wanted her to have a moment because like she's an incredible dancer and singer. And I, I'm glad that she had a moment, but it, it wasn't even big enough for her. But she was just so elegant. And like you didn't feel like you're watching Nicole Scherzinger. Right. You're just watching Grace. So I and I felt that way about everyone really. Like no, even Harry Connick Jr. I know everyone's like coming for his bald cap, mm-hmm. but like we need to move on. They're from literally it. coming for his head. They're coming for his head. We need to move on from the bald cap. But when I was watching, I didn't feel like, oh, here's Harry Connick Jr., you know, devoting his time to a little community right. theater. I just felt like he was part Daddy of the Warbucks. show. So I really like that. I thought Titus was amazing like Titus is a star like Titus was just a perfect like he 
was perfect. Taraji P. Henson was really good. I feel, felt like on the acting stuff, she had Hannigan down to a T, but she's not really a singer. So mm. when she was singing, I was like, will she hit this note, that note? Right. And she did. Okay. And everything went well. And Megan Hilty, who stepped in for Jane, Jane Krakowski. I would have loved to see Jane Krakowski, but Megan Hilty is clearly a Broadway vet. And just, she is. I think she came in two days before, learned every line, learned every step. Yeah, I have no concerns about her. A plus. Okay, good. So everyone did their jobs and did them well. And now I have to talk about Annie. Um, she was so cute. And she, I don't, I didn't see any mess ups. Like, she really... Nailed it. Nailed it. She really, really did. Her voice, the, in the beginning, I was like, when they started with Maybe, which is a tough song. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I, I don't know if Annie Live is going to be for me. But then it, like, Hard Knock Life, it just, like, really turned around. I thought she was so good. She was so professional. And, um... She had some scenes with Sandy, and I was, like, getting nervous because I was like, what if Sandy's, like, fuck off? No, that's true. They had a real dog? They had a real dog. But then there was only one scene with Sandy in the movie, and I do feel like it was pre-recorded because they did say good portions are pre-recorded because we didn't need to see Sandy going rogue. And let's not torture the dogs, like... No, and we didn't need to see Sandy going rogue and and running away. That would fuck up the whole storyline. 100%. But, like, then Sandy was, like, MIA the rest of the show, and Brew was upset because he was promised Sandy. That's true. But then when they were doing all the cast bows and stuff, she, like, really, like, brought Sandy over. It was so cute. That is so cute. She, you know, her parents must be so proud of her. Like... Oh, my God. You, it was an amazing feat. And everything... There was a few sound issues. There was a few, like, shots where the camera was just, like, showing Rogue. someone's back. But, like, overall... That's live. That's live. I would say that my only other critique was, like, there were some musical numbers that were just, like, the backup dancers. Like, when it was... um. What I think I'm gonna like it here or even NYC they they go see a show and I felt like the show that they were seeing it could have been bigger better more razzle dazzle and mm-hmm. more dancing and it was a little bit lackluster I so um I would have liked more more dancing okay. would be my critique but it was better than I could have ever than I thought it was gonna like, be like I think like the hype that we gave Annie live like it wasn't enough was and no we weren't like overdoing it like no I think for a while we were doing it satirically but now they really prove themselves. Like I thought it was gonna be good, but still like a little cringe, as yeah. all lives are. There was really no cringe. Love that. I'm so like looking forward to watching it in a peaceful, gorgeous, cultivated environment. Yeah. And I will give my thoughts as well. I just didn't want to like watch it just to watch it and like torture myself. Yeah. No, you should enjoy it. You're definitely gonna have to skip a lot because there was a lot of um, extraneous yeah. scenes. Fodder. But overall, I'm just so happy that you know we put our time into this thing and and we got out what we put in. Because that never happens. No. Never. Never, so never. So congratulations to, and whoever was like running the show, the whole sound stage, like the, the setup, it was, it, it worked beautifully. Everyone, 10 out of 10, good job, everyone. We, we needed that. We did as a society. And yeah. Live was necessary. Yeah. And it's just such a great story. A tale as old as time. Truly. Truly. Um, okay. So I will watch that. But in the meantime. Now I feel ready. I feel definitely somewhat ready. As ready as a gal can be who's having dry mouth. To dive into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> you want and today's episode. No, okay. Actually, yeah, I would love some Here. water. How old is this? You can have Wednesday's water. Mmm. <laughs> mm. Thick. Water. Today's episode is brought to you by Olive and June. The Manny system is the answer to salon perfect nails at home. The Olive and June nail polish lasts over seven days and it doesn't chip. With the Olive and June Manny system, each at-home manicure comes out to just $2 um, per manicure. And we have a unique offer code for you guys to check out the Manny system. It comes with everything you could possibly need to do your nails at home. Amazing cuticle oil that I literally am obsessed with. Nail files, 
gorgeous polishes that are so long lasting. And they have this like really cute silicone topper that goes on top of their nail polish bottles, which really just steadies your hand. It makes it really easy to paint your own nails if you're not great at it, which I am not, but I found a lot of success with the Manny system. It's five steps. It comes with that um, patented brush handle, which is called a poppy. And the most important part is the affordability. The Manny system comes with six polishes and it breaks down to $2 a manicure. And you might be used to spending over $30 for one manicure at a salon. So now's the time. And we've got 20% off your first Manny system when you use code toast. So your new nail life is here. Get that 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code toast at oliveandjune.com. Again, that's oliveandjune.com, promo code toast for 20% off. Great. Okay. Our first story came out this weekend that Tristan Thompson is expecting his third child with personal trainer Marilee Nichols of Houston, Texas, according to a paternity lawsuit. So, you guys. And the baby might have been born between then and now, but it's unclear what's going on it's very unclear because she also posted something on instagram that people revealed she posted a picture of a baby and it was a stock photo no but it also i don't think it was her account i think it was a fake account oh so it's all it's all very unclear whether or not the baby has been born but what we do know is that tristan got another girl pregnant in march when he allegedly was, allegedly when he was dating chloe and that he offered her seventy five thousand dollars in hush money after she became pregnant while he was dating Ooh, chloe that's terrible so yeah there's text messages this story is like so messy it's honestly so Tristan uh, and it's like we, I'm embarrassed we've known Tristan and it's like Tristan showed us who he was so many times and I guess I just didn't believe him you know no I feel as though we have been majorly duped especially no. like they, that image revamp they did for him on I keeping know, up but like uh, I, I believed it I believed it too and I was really like there was a little ship out for me Chloe and Tristan and I was like you guys we have to give them another, another chance we even like we're talking about them and we were just here for it and I don't know why we thought like this man could change when he clear like cheated on her having another child and then also like acting in a way towards this woman that is right so wrong I don't know what the worst part about this is is it the infidelity or it's literally offering a woman you got pregnant 75 grand to shut up like yeah that's horrible he was also saying how like he's going to be out of the nba soon so he's going to be unemployed so she's expecting child support and like like that she's going to live off the land that you know she has another thing coming so this seventy five thousand should look pretty good to her yeah that that was really embarrassing that part like his text messages that were screenshotted and like used as evidence he literally was like to her you know i'm retiring soon i'm not gonna have any money so you should take the 75 grand while you can yeah which is just not true well he might be retiring soon, but he has plenty of money yeah so, I mean, it was just awful. Like, I don't know who I feel worse for, Chloe or this other woman. Like, to get pregnant and then literally have the man tell you, like, fuck off, here's some money. Like, that's so humiliating. And I just really hate this man. And I'm, like, embarrassed that I even ever went to bat for him. I just, like, when he was, like, chasing UFOs on Keeping Up, I'm like, oh, my God, this man is harmless. He's actually kind of weird. Like, what kind of shit could he possibly get into? No, I'm so done. I have a feeling Chloe is so done as well. Like, how many times is this? I know. This is three. It was Jordan mm-hmm. while she was pregnant. Then there was like that security footage of him like making out with a girl at a bar. Jordan wasn't while she was pregnant. It was the footage was while she, like, he was seen to be cheating on her when she was pregnant. Then oh, right. at a later date was Jordan. Got it. And now this. And that's all we know about. Right, right, right. And so honestly, I'm sure there's more. Okay, he's... Goodbye. I don't want to see him on Hulu. I'm, I'm you done. You know what? 
They were China'd, they were unchinaed, and now I he, just want to say you unchinaed them. I did because I believe in second, third chances. I believe and, in eleventh chances. But this is just this is too much and he worked so hard, it seemed, to get back into, like, everyone's good graces. And this right, is like, what... Why was he trying so hard no, if he was still acting and out? it's not like it was, like, okay, a year passed and he couldn't, you know, stop his player ways. Like, this happened back in March, like, when we were all rooting for him. Like, fuck you. Goodbye. No, totally. I'm officially putting you back in the China box. Sorry, you've been China'd. Goodbye. See ya. Our next story, though, Kylie and Travis's W Magazine cover has leaked. And it leaked in Toast After Dark. Did you see that? Yes. So here's what I believe happened based on what I'm seeing is that subscribers of W Magazine still got the magazine this month, but it, will n it won't be for sale anywhere. So you can't get it unless you had been a subscriber and it went to your house. So they stopped all the delivery trucks, you know, going to like the store right. and here and there the pictures aren't online but the pictures are in toast after dark and then like they got picked up on tiktok like they st it started in tad i just want to say like we are making news yet again okay so a lot about the magazine article and i mean i completely understand why they're trying to you know shut this down but i have a few questions first of all we need to talk about the pictures yeah oh you're making a face yeah they were like meh oh my god i think if circumstances had been different these would be like the most iconic photos what they were giving me like brad and angelina and w magazine oh, vibes no they were giving me like this is the set it's it was giving me not much honestly oh it was giving she was giving me everything i mean she walks out of the house and farts and it's everything but i'm like for a w magazine photo shoot a family like it was kind of giving nothing. Like, I think back to, like, when we had that first photo shoot of Kim Kanye and North in Vogue. And while the cover wasn't my favorite, that those inside photos were fucking sickening. Like, iconic. I was getting, like, muted colors and, you like... Know, it was very... Uh, artsy. Tumblr. Tumblr, yes. But, like, in a... You know, I just think that if these had come out at a different time, everyone would be living for them. We haven't seen, like, a, a peek behind the lens. There were so many pictures. They were so intimate. You know, he's listening to the belly. She's showing the belly. Stormy's everywhere. But then, like, the article was also chock full of very bizarre information. Like, they are not a couple, and they haven't been a couple in over two years. Right, but TMZ is reporting that they are very much a couple. Despite what? the W Magazine story. Yeah, they said... TMZ said sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ that Kylie and Travis are 100% together at the moment, meaning they're romantically involved and presumably exclusive too. Not just that, but TMZ was told that they were a full-blown couple when this whole profile was coming together for W Magazine, what? which is weird. Then the next sentence, which is also weird, this is from TMZ, said the article slash accompanying shoot seems to have been whipped up in early November. Early November was when Astroworld happened. Astroworld happened like November 5th. So are you telling me that Kylie and Travis used this W Magazine article to say they're not a couple so that Kylie wouldn't be attached to the Astroworld? No, 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 no. I, like, I don't know who's wrong, but someone's Someone's got wrong. their facts twisted. So, no, I don't think anything... But also, I don't believe that this was whipped up in early November because... They would have... That would mean, even if it was whipped up November 1st, that they would have had four days and then they would have been like, unwhip it. They could ax it, not yeah. this weird subscriber model. Right. Like, to me, when I saw this, I was like, oh, this must have been done in October because it's so, you know, far removed from where they're at now. But then I was also thinking, uh, her. I was trying to assess the belly and see where she might be at. Mm, yeah, There's that's a good call. You know, because the belly is, is, is a there. full belly. Like, so I don't know. It, I don't know. I'm confused. Hmm. I'm confused as well because 
them being a not being a couple just like doesn't track for me i'm like it it was really surprising to see that yeah yeah i don't know like otherwise then why are they doing this whole shoot like i guess they're trying to like brand themselves as some sort of modern family like i guess but like if they're not a couple and kylie's single i like and she wants to get out there what like who would want to be attached to their ex-husband yeah right no this is so weird and i have more questions than ever a hundred percent more i'm very confused yeah they look nice though stormy looks cute yeah, I thought the pictures were really nice and the whole timing is unfortunate, but now apparently it's not that unfortunate. And especially because TMZ is like literally the official spokespeople for the Kardashians. Which so is why I'm, I'm o- even giving this life. I'm always inclined to listen to TMZ, especially as it pertains to the Kardashians. But it's, this is just in direct conflict with an article Kylie and Travis sat down and spoke to W Magazine about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so confused. No, they gave W Magazine a lot of time and a lot of energy only for TMZ to debunk it in 35 seconds. Right. And to say that they are together, which it's like if Kylie's trying to remove herself from the situation, then... I don't that, know. What was that? What does this serve? I don't know. So many questions, but... None of them being answered. No, but that's the latest with those two. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Some surprising news that is surprising that I'm surprised. Okay. Vanderpump Rules stars mm. Raquel and James end their engagement. Raquel Surprising. And, James, and I'm surprised that I'm surprised. Raquel and James Kennedy have called off their engagement. The Vanderpump Rules stars made the announcement via Instagram on Sunday with a joint statement and a selfie that appears to have been taken on the reunion stage. Right. They said, after these five wonderful years we had together, we decided we have two different goals and made the decision to call off the engagement. We love each other very much, but we aren't in love anymore. We want nothing but the best for each other, so please keep any thoughts positive. This was really surprising. Like, yes, they are toxic and they have all their problems, but the one thing they've never wavered on is each other. Yeah. So I was just really, really surprised by this. And they filmed the reunion two days ago, and I had seen, like, a few rumors, like, that they broke up on the reunion or they announced it on the reunion. And I'm like, there's no way. And so I wasn't that surprised because I'd seen the rumors, but just conceptually, I think this is very shocking. Very shocking. It feels like if there was ever a time to break up, it was during all the tumult of the last five years. But based on what we're seeing, like... James he's in a great place. He's in a great place. Raquel is like more self-assured than ever. And I mean, maybe that's eventually what leads to her yeah. look, seeking greener pastures is like she's found her voice and like this isn't who she wants to be with anymore. But I thought that they were so sweet. Why does this always fucking happen to me? Like yeah, when, you get just on board. when I get on board with a couple, like they let me down in such a way. So the thing is, is that even though I really did like ship them, I think I think they were like, I think Raquel was good for James. I don't know if James was good for Raquel. Well, I mean, I don't know that he, I mean, he's done some very questionable and said some very questionable things. But if you look at her journey over the last five years that we've known her, like she came on this show so incredibly shy, like, and she's really blossomed. And I have to believe that being in a, in a relationship with James, like allowed her, sometimes, you, you know, if someone loves you so much, it makes you love yourself even more. Yes. But I do think a lot of her blossoming probably had to do with James. I think it probably had to do with like coming into your own, becoming a full-time cast member, like having your own platform, becoming like really famous, becoming really good friends with all those girls. I think it was a lot of things. I don't think James like gave her like the voice that she never had. No, but like, I think that if you're an incredibly shy person, but yes, you get a a job on the show and you're really famous, that might give you this like false sense of confidence, but that's not really real. But I feel like when you're, 
not feeling totally sure of yourself but someone like loves you so much and is like thinks you're everything of the sort you start to see yourself the way that they see you and so I just feel like it's a t- I agree I'm not with saying, that I'm not saying James is an amazing partner I just think her blossoming is a testament of a good relationship I agree with you that concept yes like when someone loves you so much it can really like change you um I don't really see like that that was the case for James and Raquel I just thought they were they were definitely like a decent couple I don't think this is like the greatest love story of our generation and I think like it's sad that it's over, but I actually think Raquel can do way better. For sure. No, she's really, she's coming to her own. I've become like a big fan of hers. And Me too. I, and I think she, it'll be nice for her to be with someone who's not like always like center of attention, dramatic. No wonder why she never had a voice. She was married to like a diva who had to be like the center of everything. And now she's like, no, what about me? And like, maybe she'll have a man who like worships her instead of someone she's like always running behind trying to catch up with. Perhaps, but I don't think that's who she wants to be like, or even she, equals. They were not equals. No, but there is always, like, you know, the star in the relationship and then the person who's, like, supportive. And those worlds also do happen to change mm-hmm. over time. But I'm not sure that she's looking to be, you know, she still is that, like, introverted girl. She's more confident. But, like, I think she's very to herself. I think she is, too. But I think being James's fiance is not an easy job because we see the best of it. But I think the job just got easier is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's been a hard job for the last five years. But like, based on what we're seeing this season, I think the job is getting easier and easier. So obviously not because they broke up. Well, we can speculate all we want. Hopefully at the reunion, we'll find out. I know, why we didn't get up. any concrete answers. They were just like, we don't love was each it, other like, maybe anymore. Maybe someone just fucking cheated on someone. Right, right. You know what they said was like, we don't love each other anymore. Right, so we shall see. Yeah. I'm just saying, I was surprised. You know what, like, Pump Rules has been so atrocious, but there's been actually a lot going on off screen that's making, I think, a lot of, like, hype for the reunion, the La La stuff, now this. Well, as we say, the worse the season is, the better the reunion is. Yeah, and I do love some good off-air drama to stir the pot at a reunion. Yeah, so that should be good, but, I mean, always... Sad. Always sad when a ship breaks down and we have to reassemble the parts for someone else. We have to but get on lifeboats. Yeah, we, we got to take the dinghies back to shore. But um, I don't know. I actually think this could be the start of an exciting new adventure for Raquel, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, before we move on, today's episode is brought to you by Curology. Curology customizes a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked for you to help tackle your skincare needs. Whether that's trying to take control of acne, fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, or clogged pores. You start by answering questions online about your skin, and if it's a good fit, Curology will match you with a licensed dermatology provider who will get to know your skin, and subject to consultation, you'll get a customized prescription cream to be shipped straight to your door to address whether it's your acne, fine lines, dark spots, and more. I'm on, like, my second round of Curology, and I also brought it with me on towards the sizes they give you. have a lot of um, product in them, but they're really travel-friendly, and I just think it's the most brilliant system. Like, I don't know why at some point, like, me and you would be using the same skincare. Like, we have different skin. So, Curology, the consultation online is very in-depth. You send pictures of your skin. There's a lot of questions about, I did clogged pores, and I also have dry skin, especially seasonally. So, those are the things I wanted to tackle. But if you want to tackle, like, fine lines or you want to tackle acne, they will create a product distinctly made for your skin, which is great because your skin is different than everyone else's and you really shouldn't be having the same skincare as like your other friends. You can start your Curology journey just like we did with a 30-day free trial. 
at curology.com slash toast. If prescribed, just pay $5 for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash toast to unlock your free 30-day trial. Cancel anytime. Go get that glow at curology.com slash toast for that free 30-day trial. Great. Okay, our next story. Real Housewives of New York star Ebony Williams storms the stage at a comedy show. Ebony stormed on the stage at a comedy show two weeks ago in New York City after taking issue with comments made by comic Sam Bloomstone. In video footage shared on social media, the Real Housewives of New York City star is seen confronting him at Broadway Comedy Club after he referred to her as JCPenney Collection. <laughs> Williams, clad in a black sweater, black pants, and leather boots, hopped up from her seat to grab Bloomstone's mic, at which point he asserted, I put my life savings at whatever you are going to say is nothing funny. Completely unbothered by the remark, the Bravo Liberty told the crowd, it's not about being funny, bitch. What it's about is you respecting a motherfucking black queen. The audience interrupted in cheers, prompting Williams to continue. What we don't do is JCPenney, bitch, okay? A bitch like me, you gotta respect me, bro, on your worst day. Okay, so I think... I was extremely bothered by this story, and it really wasn't until I spoke to Heather McDonald that I got even more angry. You spoke to her? So I had texted her, like, okay, so I had seen this video. It happened a few weeks ago, but the guy posted the video on TikTok a few days ago, and it went crazy viral, because mm -hmm. I don't know, the concept of a heckler who then gets up on stage is so fucking insanely disrespectful and disgusting that, of course, it went viral. So she had the guy, the comedian, on her podcast, Heather, Heather McDonald. McDonald. So I was like, LOL, and I sent her a screenshot. I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to listen to this. And she called me. And I was like, I was, I'm literally about to go on stage in Minneapolis. I'm like, I haven't had time to finish it, but like, I love that you have this guy. And I don't know what you said, but I'm sure you're right. Like, it's, um, like she, Heather was like, I'm so angry. Like, the video, if you've ever performed anything, like, and you saw, like, you have nothing but respect and sadness for this man. So I listened to his podcast with Heather. Heather was just like irate, like what, like so bothered. And this guy um, was like kind of a weenie. Like he, I think he's new, new to stand up. And he like went out to dinner. He was like so mad when it happened. But then he went out to dinner with them. Ramona was there. Bronwyn was there. And then he's like, yeah, and I think I'm planning to do another show. And like, I'm going to have Ebony come and do stand up. And Heather McDonald was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, but just conceptually, like, first of all, so he explained what happened. He was doing a set. And way, are you sure Ramona was there? Yes. I, I don't think so. They went out for dinner afterwards. I listened to the podcast. He said Ramona was there. And okay, Bronwyn. This article oh, and Barbara Kay. Barbara Kay was there. I saw her in the street the other day. like Stomping I, down. I was um, in a cab, so like, I couldn't say, hey, oh Barbara Kay. Um, and Bronwyn and Bronwyn's new girlfriend. But I've not seen Ramona. But you say He so. said Bronwyn's new girlfriend wasn't there. So this article like <gasps> obviously does, did not listen to Juicy Scoop. So he said that like they were being so fucking annoying, like screaming. And he's like trying to get through his nine minute set. He was obviously excited. Like nine minutes is a lot. And this table just like wouldn't shut the fuck up. So to shut them up, he said the JCPenney thing. Like, sit down, shut up. Yeah. He finally like addressed them. And I guess that just like gave Ebony this desire to storm the stage, take the microphone and just go on and on. It's like not being funny and talking about how, you know, you have to respect a black queen. And then on the podcast, the guy was like, I don't know why she said that. Like, I didn't even make my go-to black queen joke. That's what he said. He's like, I didn't say anything about, like, race. And I just, and then I think, like, he felt super uncomfortable. Yeah. And he went out for dinner with them afterwards. And, like, 
he said it was all fine but like and heather's right like heather wasn't letting it go like because conceptually like to heckle someone like you seriously like no, should never be able to leave your to house be the annoying person at a comedy show who's like at the table like being annoying and when this person is like doing stand-up is just a bad trait in general and usually the com the comic like will call you out it, it, say you're even like on your phone like they yeah. will call you out that's part of being at a comedy show to then get up and like take the mic if this was per someone who was not famous whatsoever right like it would be the loseriest thing of all. It's just not done. Like, it, it, and it is so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. Like, can I? First of all, and I don't want to jinx, but I have not been heckled because the toasters are just great. They like, I'll be trying to get through a joke, and they're just like wasted. Like, Theo. Like, and, and you know what? <laughs> and that's really positive. Theo. But it's so distracting. And and I know they're not coming for me in a right. negative way. But I'm like, do you know how much I'm trying to remember right now? Like, and you throw Theo, and then I get sad. I think about my son that I left at home. And so it happens to me in a positive way they're just like screaming like Taylor Swift like in the middle of no and it's so distracting so I can only imagine how earth shattering it is when someone's streaming something negative at you right um and also like we know these women they're animals extra like annoying Ramona like they're they have no self-awareness they have no they think that they're really like a-list and you know in New York and they are at these type of events they are so I loved, I'm sorry, I loved that Heather like blew this up because it's abhorrent. It's embarrassing. It's abhorrent behavior. Like if you've, imagine if you were so nervous to make your speech at Dana's rehearsal dinner. Mm -hmm. And imagine if someone was like, boo, you saw, like imagine how embarrassed you would be. Yeah. And then I told them off and then they came up and took the mic. Yeah. When you're like, just clearly you have a task to do, get through your speech. It's just, and if you've, if anyone listening to this podcast has ever heckled someone at a comedy show, I don't care who it is, like, just know in your soul, like, I literally despise you and I think you're the worst person on the planet. It's, it's the worst top 10 thing you could do in no, this and life. Also, she gets on stage, she said it's not about being funny. You're at a comedy show. It's exactly about being funny. And you know what? You weren't funny. No. When she got up. And now I think she's going to, like, launch into some sort of stand-up career, which no. really pissed Heather off. Yeah, so this comedian was like, I'm actually going to put together, like, another variety show and have... Ebony do some minutes, which just, I think, like, Heather was like, okay, this interview's over. I think over. this guy's trying to be a good sport. You no, know? I think this guy's trying to, like, make a moment out of this moment. Yeah. You know, when you're a comedian up and coming, I don't think you get a lot of viral moments like that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for the both of them, like, it's not, it's just a really, honestly, like, awkward and embarrassing clip. And mm -hmm. I think that he's trying to, like, turn it into a positive thing, which is cool. Yeah. But... As like fans of Housewives and Ebony, I'm j this is like it's just disappointing. A you're, really bad look. You're a public figure, like you're supposed to, like act like a role model, and this is the worst thing you could do ever in a comedy club. Like it yeah. just bothers me a lot. Yeah, I agree. Now our fifth and final story, a little related news. Adele, a little what? It's related. Oh. Adele is talking about why she doesn't watch The Housewives. I know. She said, "My brain will die." Adele, you <sighs> are completely correct. I just can't. What? Like, I'm sorry. Like, Adele confessed that she's not a real Housewives fan, and that's not going to change anytime soon. She was getting her makeup done by Nikki Tutorials on YouTube. I need and to she watch said, the whole video. Yeah, she said, "I know a lot of people love it, but I can't. My brain will die. I can't." She added, "I don't know who any of them are, so I don't feel like I can start from the beginning when it's been on for so long." That's fair. She also said that, um, like Nikki said, that the shows are binge worthy, but the singer. Uh, 
rejected the idea, saying, I'm not going to lie, it doesn't work for me. She said that she gave the Real Housewives of New Jersey a shot, but the arguments were a tad too intense for her liking. She said, one time I did watch one episode of the Real Housewives of New Jersey when they were all, like, literally killing each other, but it was too much. I was like, I can't, I can't watch. She said she would rather watch a wildlife program. She prefers programs that are a bit more educational, and she's not interested in reality TV in general. Okay, like, that's fine. And when asked about Love Island, she said, I can't bear that show. Okay, I just want to say, not everyone has to watch reality TV. That's not what I'm saying. But I just think people who take, like, a moral high ground on it, like, you're not better because you listen to David Attenborough and I listen to Luanne de Lesseps. Like, I just, I hate when people, like, just, like, look down on reality TV. Because you know what? A lot of it is trash, but I like a lot of it. And I just hate when people think they're, like, too good for it. I don't think that she's, like, looking down on anything. I, think she I was, prefer more education. I think she was asked a question, and then she's talking about the kind of TV that she does like to watch. It sounded condescending. She was asked a question, and that's the truth. It makes her brain go numb. I know the feeling. And I'm a real, and, and I watch every single, I've seen literally every single episode. And it's mind-numbing stuff. I didn't like it. I'm sure like she it. only has a certain amount of time on her hands, but like her best friend Jennifer Lawrence loves it. You know, it's not. I feel like, like she has actually a good amount of time on her hands. No, I mean it depends. I think it depends on the year. Yeah, of course. I think she's had a lot of time the last six years. Now, yes, the last six months, maybe not so much. Right. So it's not like she looks down on people who love it. J Law loves it. That's her BFF. Uh, it bothered me. I th- I actually felt like yes. Can someone please say this? Because like, it's true. No, but everyone says it. Like that's the but overwhelming. Th- not consensus in, in our country like reality tv is like trash that but is, it's like some of us like it fuck off like what if i said you know ozark was trash you know it's true that everyone says that but then you look at the numbers and it's like these housewives get more viewers, viewers than instagram like followers and prime a hundred percent so it's the like we're all watching it yeah so and maybe because we're just so in this world and like everyone that like we know we're like just i'm in the toaster world like reality tv is like the Bible. Golden. Yeah. So for me, I'm coming at it from a place of, you know, it's not as good as we say that it is. That's true. But I just feel like overwhelming, like in our country, the sentiment is like reality TV's trash. Like people who watch it are dumb. And it's like, fuck off. Some of us just like it. And it's like not that serious. But I think people who say that like unprompted out of nowhere, you know, like the, the, the way that they talk about the Kardashians too, when it's like right. nobody fucking asked and like right. you go try and make a billion dollar business for right. each one of your siblings. Yeah. Like, Go, let's see how you're doing. Um, That does bother me. That bothers me a lot. But this just, it felt like they were just talking about like TV in general and Adele just shared her opinion. Like I don't, I don't feel like, you know, she was being one of those people. Do you feel like, you know, Adele's been very selective with her press. We were talking about that guy who didn't do the assignment for his interview in Australia. She did Oprah. She did these like two concerts. And then, like, this random YouTube video. Well, no, I've been seeing some other stuff, too. She did, like, a Apple Music interview with John Mayer. Oh, I saw that. Serious, yeah. Yeah, she's been doing some, like, Zoom mm-hmm. interviews type things. And then I'm sure she's also trying to, like, do some new age stuff. Yeah, and I guess, like, Nikki Tutorials is really, like, a global... Yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't popped on to, like, Armchair Expert yet or, like, Joe Rogan. Oh, totally. She should do one podcast. Yes. Armchair jo- Expert's a good one. I don't think she would do Joe Rogan. I mean, I think Joe Rogan would be so great, but I feel like she would be better suited. She probably like also has met Dak Shepard and yeah. Bell, and like that would just make sense. You know what she could do? The morning toast. She could, but she wouldn't. But I think those girls are a little booked and busy. Yeah. Um, no, well, I would love to see her do a podcast. There are so many like that do celebrity, like Conan is always. Yeah, and honestly, it doesn't need to be the biggest podcast because whatever podcast Adele sits down on will become the biggest podcast. Mark uh, Marin. Mark Marin. He gets some big guests. Yeah. 
So she I should think do she it. I agree. Give us one. Give us one. Morning toast. Um, that'd be so crazy. No, I would love if if I could choose. I would say Joe Rogan. If I could choose, I would ask for one with a video component. So I guess I would do Joe Rogan as well because I prefer to watch than listen yeah. if I can. Um, those were the past five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them. Uh, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Um, and we're not done because we've got the TV recap. What should we start with? Salt Lake City? Yes. And I just need to go grab my heartburn medication. Oh, live your life. I'll do the ad. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Mrs. Fields. This holiday season, we want to give each person we care about a gift that'll bring them joy, right? Now there's one place we can find that perfect gift for everyone on your list. Mrs. Fields Cookies. Who doesn't love fresh-from-the-oven, melt-in-your-mouth cookies? Mrs. Fields has a tasty treat package for everyone on your list, and it's a feel-good giving at its best. Okay, I've been, like, head over heels in love with Mrs. Fields herself for many years. Like, I've had gorgeous moments biting into a cookie at a mall. But this gift box we got that sat in our studio for 30 seconds before it got completely eaten was so delicious and I hadn't had any of those treats before those sugar cookies with the frosting such a special box of cookies that we just we have to share it was so special nobody does a gift like Mrs. Fields also some Jordan almonds that oh yeah do not break your teeth they were they melted in your mouth it was heaven on earth and it came in this like gorgeous package three-tiered little christmasy it looked like a cake like yeah with ribbons it was just gorgeous gorgeous so obviously you should get one for yourself because the cookies were so good but if but it's look, a perfect gift it's a perfect gift we'll to make bring someone, to someone's house for christmas if you're just like sending someone something that you can't see because they're a long distance like it will make someone feel so special and they will also eat every last bite and it's partially decor like if you put it under your tree or on like a mantle it looks like a mini christmas tree it's really cute so you can get it for grandparents parents, kids, friends, co-workers. There's something that will thrill any person of any age. For over 40 years, Mrs. Fields has perfected fresh-baked gourmet treats. Every cookie, cake, confection, every bite is so yummy. You can choose from a huge selection of holiday gift baskets, cookie tins. Oh, I love a cookie tin. And the most fun creative packaging anywhere, like the snowman and the polar bear towers, which are designed to delight. And if you want to get 20% off everything site-wide, go to mrsfields.com toast. That's right. That's Mrs. Fields dot com slash toast 20% off everything when you visit mrsfields.com slash toast m-r-s-f-i-e-l-d-s dot com slash toast wonderful um let's do tv recap salt lake city housewives was a very frustrating episode because we're getting so sidetracked with this mary nonsense i don't know why jen going to prison has turned into a referendum on mary like we need to look at everyone's finances and everyone's businesses and everything that everyone else has said like why can't we just have this moment to like talk about this one thing we need to compartmentalize down what's going on with jen and like where we all stand as her friend and as viewers in the show like what and instead it's like no now let's bring up everything everyone's ever said about mary i was so and their logic makes no sense heather was like well we knew stuff about jen so and we didn't say anything and now we know stuff about mary so we have should learn from our lesson from jen i'm not understanding the logic because like there's stuff said about that uh, like someone and one person went to jail doesn't mean like everybody's engaged in criminal activity like okay maybe maybe at worst like mary is unethical influencing her congregation in a way that is a little unsavory um but that doesn't get you sent to prison does it no no so here's where i landed with the episode i 
was making a lot of progress on Lisa Barlow, but like she did, she was two-faced. Like she brought up, she literally started the fire of Mary Cosby. She got up from that conversation because people weren't going hard enough on Mary Cosby. And then she goes down and is so fucking shady, like with the presence, it's weird. No, I have been finding myself defending her all, se all season long and like just trying to understand where she might be coming from. And when she did that, I was like, goodbye. I, I seriously can't. But then it's like, then Mary Whit doesn't care. No, no. But then it's like, then Whitney accuses her of like masterminding this whole thing. And I don't think Whitney's on the money with her accusations either. And I'm like, no, I don't think Lisa did all that. But like, she's definitely guilty of some shit, but not what you're saying. So I really can't agree with anyone. And I now realize that Lisa invited Whitney to Fresh Wolf. Obviously. To get like Cameron to talk to her. By the way, do you know that Cameron is dead? Has passed away. Yes, which makes this even like Weirder. sadder. Spooky. And just to be like all talking about this man and he's like the center of the drama and now he's, he's passed away. It's like so incredibly sad. Yeah. And I don't even think the women realized that a month ago, Lisa filmed with Cameron and got his story on the show. So she is trying. She is behind this. She's pulling the strings on this whole Mary thing. Yes. I don't know. Whitney thinks it's like to come between Whitney and Mary. And it's not. And I don't know if it's that. I but we can't expect Whitney to really understand what's going on because I don't even understand what's going on with Lisa. Like how, how she can wake up and be so two-faced and then like be, be so righteous about it too. Like it's, it's mind-blowing. But, because I find this Mary stuff to be so stupid, but I do feel like, yes, last night's episode, like, really showed Mary's true colors. And I'm sorry, when she called Heather chubby, like, um, that's, I draw the line, like, I officially hate Mary Cosby. Um, and then she said, like, a really weird, uh, talking about, like, Mexican thugs. Mm -hmm. She was off her fucking rocker. God is in her butt. She's just delusional. And I'm sorry, like, whether her, her church is savory or not, a quote-unquote woman of God doesn't call another woman chubby, doesn't make, like, racial things about Mexicans like I just I really I, I cannot stand with Mary anymore I think she's awful I agree and but I all like I felt like half the time I was like uh, I felt just only defensive of Mary just because it's like this isn't Mary's time these things have been said for so long and now all of a sudden we're gonna bring them up overnight but then the way that she defended herself I was just like nope can't be on your side either. yeah I was like Lisa can't be on your side and then, I was on team weather so Whitney and Heather they just like get a little like, dramatic yeah and they and Whitney like then goes into like baby talking voice and it's like Lisa you don't like me and I'm like you're not my girl uh, but and you could have went home on the plane no I completely I would have done the exact same thing the only thing I would have done differently is I wouldn't have let them leave me on the stoop like that and then they're going to their PJ I like find your fucking Valentino bag get an faster Uber. Get, an get an Uber. Uber and go sit at the airport and go be out of sight out of mind but let me tell you why things are just confusing to me here because we're still really not clear on what Mary did and Heather's just like writing Mary off completely, like not wanting to be associated with her. But Heather is also probably the only one left in real time now who's like standing with Jen and like saying that she needs a friend right now and she's going to be that friend for her. And that's what's confusing to me. Like you have yep, moral superiority, like depending on the person. No, I totally agree. Knowing where Heather stands now made everything she said last night, like even But I don't think we can bizarre. watch like that. Like we need to just watch episode by episode because as of last night I was definitely on team Whitney and Heather and you know what Lisa is really bringing Meredith down like because you know what I actually thought Meredith's apology to I Mary exactly was exactly where Meredith was of coming course, from she, I feel like she started it yeah and like she shouldn't have said like she this all happened to her last season and at first I like wasn't understanding if Meredith like wants to explore Mary stuff and I thought Jenny was so also off the mark when yeah. she was like you don't talk about your friends behind their back, but you hired a private investigator. 
Um, she stole from her store. Wait, but I don't think hiring a private investigator is like talking behind someone's back. Like that's just like fact. No, Jen, Jenny's like sorry, useless. Um, and she's like kind of spineless, and she just like follows Lisa. Yeah. No, I was just like, that's your takeaway from here. That like comparing it to her hiring a private investigator when like they're. It's just like, no, irrelevant. And look, and Jen literally was... It was the messiest episode of anything I've ever seen in my whole life. And of course, I and still... And we're getting off track. I mostly stand with Meredith because I think she is the most sensible in general. But um, when it comes to all of this, I'm just like, who, what? I have no allegiances anymore. I really felt, felt like we were getting somewhere. Yeah. And now we're getting nowhere. But I agree. Like, I'm out on Mary... I'm halfway out on Lisa. I'm going to give her, like, next episode just to try and understand. Yeah. Um, and halfway out on Whitney. And, and Heather really is just coming off all wrong. I know. This season. She's just, like, a little all over the place. Like, she has no, like, values. Like, she no, just. No, she's just. Yeah, she just flips so yeah. hard in such extreme ways. Even in, like, the stuff with her sister, like, and her previous yeah. life. Like, when she was a Mormon and she went so hard for Mormonism and, like, and cut out everyone she's an around. Extremist. She's like, an extremist. She just goes so hard in the moment for whatever it is that she's feeling, and the next day it can be completely different. Yeah, but it's like take your time, relax, yeah, relax. Like, and not everything needs to be so extreme. No, it was extremely messy. But my biggest takeaway from the episode was like Mary's awful. Like, I can't with her. Like, it was funny for a while, but she's actually like an awful person. No, Mary's awful, and all I could think about was like when she says little girl little girl and then so leave little girl miss hannigan little girl oh my god she's miss hannigan she's miss hannigan no and i can't even say little girl anymore which is really fresh but i'll be like little girl (laughs) (laughs) um so it was like honestly a really dumb boring episode because i was like where is jen like this is so stupid if we didn't have this fight they would have been back in by from veil by now yeah and we're getting so sidetracked yeah but I have to tell you that okay so after my show in Toronto I went to Simon and Phil's wedding so I went to the wedding in LA and they had another small wedding in Toronto Simon's Canadian it was just like crazy coincidence and I got like really really drunk and then on my way out like someone was smoking a joint and I was like okay like I don't really smoke a lot of pot I was so high I got home and I started watching coming out Colton (laughs) Jackie when I tell you I was sobbing like I because you know when like all my inhibitions of like hating Colton and like all the things that like I know down. about him my guard was down I was crying but I did this is what I want to say I only watched did you watch any of it sober no I, and I oh yeah no I didn't and I watched like the first two episodes where he just is like basically coming out to everyone and I do feel like it's bizarre that like he's like having these conversations like with his parents and a camera crew and a camera crew yeah like there were certain people okay like his best friend from home whatever this girl sure film it but like your dad very weird like it's it's giving thirst monster like it's really bizarre it's insanely thirst monster i watched the trailer and i'm not gonna lie it did look very compelling yeah you know like you like i hate colton like he aggressively stalked his ex-girlfriend put a tracking device on his car um and I don't think that like coming out is an excuse for bad behavior because it's just not. But the stuff that he's gone through as a person who's struggling with their sexuality, like he did say he did try to kill himself. Like it was very, it was moving. I'm sorry. Like it really wasn't. I know everyone hates him. It I, was very, it was moving. I can imagine the show is moving and I think he addresses a lot of the Cassie stuff. He tries to go head on, but like people just are not happy. No, but no one even wants to give him that chance and like he shouldn't have this platform, this show on Netflix to let him mind you. Everyone. It's like, you know, the other people get free form and, and right. Colton's on Netflix and he's like and the, he's one the one who's who, committing crimes against right. his ex. Like I understand the outrage 
outrage. I feel like maybe if people watch the show, which I didn't, but I found the trailer to be very compelling and long, so I feel like I was there, yeah. then maybe they would turn a corner on him a little bit, but I don't think anybody wants no to. No one's giving no him one's, the chance. To, no one's giving him the corner to turn. No one's interested in giving out corners. No, but I did watch also Love Hard. So I watched the whole thing, and then I had 20 minutes left when I got back from the wedding, and I was really high, and I don't really remember how it happens, but spoiler alert. It's not that big of a spoiler. Oh, my God. I almost called her Victoria Justice. They look so much alike. Her, Nina Jobrev and that guy ended up together, which, like, what? They, they didn't even have any romantic connection. Like, he obviously liked her, but she, like, didn't even see him. Um, I thought the movie was great. Let me say a few things. They really... When she sees him on the dating app at the end when he's like made his profile oh, yeah. that's when a tear came to my eye that was really sweet he, i forgot about oh that oh my god i was literally like chills he so was such cute. a cutie no and honestly he was too good for her couldn't agree more too good for her so smart, she was the so, worst she was the worst so fucking shallow shallow like when she was just going running around town like a big dope trying to make herself cool for paxton hall yashida he's from the guy who plays the cute one. Tag. Tag is from, his name is Paxton Hall Yoshida in some other TV show. Um, oh, okay. That's why I called him that. I never saw him before. So I thought that was his real name. He's super cute. Um, I was like, this girl's the biggest loser I've ever met in my life. Like the, the ice luging and the rock climbing. I'm like, her character was no, the biggest loser. No, but it's loser. like, she was physically catfished by Josh and now she's emotionally catfishing Tag. Like when will this girl learn? And she's also a dating expert. No thanks. Yeah. Keep your advice to yourself. But... I have a bone to pick with Netflix because they really teased Heather in that fucking trailer. She was hands down the best part of the movie. When she's pouring scotch into her mug and then her phone rings, she's like, oh, honey, I got to go. It's my sponsor. I w she was so good. She like, was so good. And we got nothing from her. Like, we, we needed more. No, she needed to fly, fly out with to her. Lake Placid. Yes. Or even at the end for the engagement party. Yes. Wrap it up. I agree. It wasn't enough. And in the trailer, like, they're showing you the setup for the movie. And so, like, the best friend is very much a part of the setup. Mm -hmm. But then it, it just wasn't enough, Heather, considering she was so funny. A star. A star. Like, you know what? She was giving me Tiffany Haddish in Girls Trip, where it was, like, this random movie that launched her career. Like... Heather was so funny. Like, I just loved seeing her act. I've never seen her act before. Me too. So the movie was, oh, and I guess I didn't put together that the movie's called Love Hard because, like, love actually die hard. Yep. Stupid. Um, so there were things about it I liked, things about it I didn't like, just Nina Dobrev in general. Um, but it was cute. I didn't think they really should have ended up together, though. They had no chemistry. Yeah, that's what Olivia said when we watched it. But it, she thought, like, someone else was going to come out of the... I was like, who work. is the winner here? Like, I couldn't... No, I figured... You know what? She really needed to work on herself. She did. I figured that they would end up together, but I thought he was way too good for her. Agreed. And that he could do so much better. But you're right. When his profile came up and he had, like, his smile and he took his glasses off, I was crying. That was so cute. And he had, like, answered to the questions and he was just, like, being himself. He was so cute. Honestly, like, he needed to leave this toxic woman behind him. Yeah. They're not going to go far as a couple. Yeah. But it was a it was a good movie. It was but also, cute. didn't it make you think of the idea of catfishing differently? Yes, it's because like, like there was no reason he was such a nice guy. And okay, so you trust this guy enough to stay in his basement with him, but like you're not going to give him a chance. Why? Because he's not your traditional like hunk. You're shallow. No, and it's like you guys had such a good connection. You connected on so many levels, and even like by day two or three, like you guys are laughing at the same things. It's very clear that like you have this. You got over it. Emotional connection. Why so shallow? Shallow, shallow, how? Shallow Nina. We need a Shallow Hal like re remake, even though maybe it's just perfect the way it is. 
So I don't know. It just made me think of like Neve and the whole catfish and never differently. I'm like, yeah. why can't you guys just love each other blind? Right. No, that's true. I see that for Makes you. Makes you think. Um, so yeah, that's the TV recap, right? Anything else? That is. No, I've just been reading um, most of the weekend. And I didn't. Oh, I finished. Uh, I caught up on Dynasty. Oh, wow. I'm like, I just needed I like in a, a moose bouche, mm. like some good looks. And it's such a good show to just like fall asleep to. And this season was crazier than ever. And the way that it ended was just shocking. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. That's so Dynasty. It's so Dynasty. But it's just like so funny. It's like and a gorgeous show to watch it's too. It's a gorgeous show to watch. And I just, I mean, Fallon and Liam do stumble upon some hard times. Oof. And like. I'm over that. They're like, the backbone of this show. And so that cuts me to the core. Yeah. And I just feel like they're so perfect for each other that like this, the narrative doesn't work in a way where like they don't end up together. Good. I hate when they do that shit. Like, but they definitely go through it, but it's okay. I think it will turn out fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is our show. Our show. No, Ours. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, I'm sorry, we've been forgetting to do the She's emojis like so all rushed. week. We've been so rushed. But I think today we should put the emoji of the heart on fire in honor of Jackie's heartburn. <laughs> Okay, How's that? Claudia, that's beautiful. Thank you, guys. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.